It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Joe Burrow is back in attendance at Paul Brown Stadium for training camp practices, not yet participating. We'll talk about when he can be expected back at practice with the pads coming on imminently for the Bengals. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. Today, we're going to get into Joe Burrow's return to Paul Brown Stadium, seen in the locker room, seen on the practice field. How did he look? How was that incision where he had his appendix removed? We didn't see the incision itself, but we did see him react. And we'll talk a little bit about that and his return to the facility. Sounds like some more shuffling occurred on the offensive line at practice on Monday as well. And with pads coming on, who's standing out before those pads come on? Finally, we're going to touch really quickly at the end of the show about the Deshaun Watson suspension that was issued by Judge Sue Robinson on Monday, as it does pertain to when the Bengals will see him. So let's start with Joe Burrow. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, by the way, free and available everywhere you get your podcast and on YouTube. Do hit that subscribe button, hit the bell on YouTube, hit the follow button on your audio platform. So we're delivered to your devices every day when we drop our episodes. And it's nice to see Joe Burrow back at the facility. It is truly a pleasure on Monday of all days to have the calming, steady presence of the franchise leader back around the locker room. He was on a scooter at some point in practice. He was on a Mike Brown golf cart. Not Mike Brown's golf cart, but maybe the same cart that Brown drives. 
I guess Brown met him in midfield in his own cart, so it was a different cart, but it was the same kind of cart. Anyway, Burrow was present, mostly driving around, but at some point did get up and get involved with the quarterbacks as practice went on. No, he got up multiple times. He was out of the golf cart probably seven or eight times, and he walked a little bit. And Now, he didn't throw any passes or anything, but yeah, Joe Burrow, uh, certainly not a fan of uh, the three-wheeler and got off of the three-wheeled scooter very quickly. Uh, just as quickly as he got on and he got off of that thing, said, no, I want the golf cart. I'm the franchise. You give me a golf cart. Mike's got one. I, I didn't hear him say Mike's got one, but he might have said that. No. But he uh, he was certainly more confident with the golf cart. And look, you're right. Anytime you can get him back, it matters. Uh, obviously, he wasn't 100% anywhere close to it. He's on the practice field six days after surgery. Um, clearly had uh, – you know, probably still getting some IVs, getting antibiotics, all that stuff, and having that sleeve on. I know people were wondering about that. But the thing I liked, and, and I was watching him, obviously I had to watch practice, but watching him a ton, I stayed out there the whole time, and there were little pockets. And the first one was, oh, the trio came over to him. Of course, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. I tweeted out a video of this. And uh, so that's the first one, and they talked for – probably five minutes, maybe longer uh, during a special teams portion where none of those guys are going to be involved anyways. Uh, And then Joe Mixon got in the golf cart with Joe Burrow, spoke with him for a bit. And then at the end of practice, Brandon Allen and Jake Browning got in the golf cart. Brandon Allen was in there for a little bit and they waited on Browning to finish up his, his post-practice work. And then uh, the quarterbacks rode in together. I think uh, Drew Plitt was still, working on some stuff so he didn't ride with them but uh yeah it's uh it was good to see joe back out there i think it's gonna be a little bit before he throws in fact just looking at him today i think he'll be here all week i don't anticipate him throwing this week they have wednesday off at least no access for us media members i still don't like think we're gonna come in thursday and see burrow uh even throwing without a helmet i think this could be another week or so because why rush it What's, what's the harm in waiting? He's not playing in that first preseason game anyway. The Bengals haven't come out and said that. I'll break the news. He's not playing in that first preseason game against the Cardinals. Not much of a shocker there. So we'll see. I, I don't necessarily think, though, and I'd be pretty surprised if we see him throw this week. Yeah, just looking at the way he carried himself physically, getting out of his various driving apparatuses, his, his cart and his scooter, didn't look... Doesn't have Entirely. the Benz like you, Jake. Doesn't have the Mercedes Benz like you. Just throwing that one out there, man. Doesn't, don't we know what Burrow drives? Isn't it something much fancier than a Mercedes Benz? Uh, it's a, yeah, it is. I don't want to just air out his laundry, but yeah, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the point I was trying to make is he he is clearly still in some visible discomfort and, yeah. and is favoring his side a little bit. I don't think it's anything to be concerned about just to reiterate that, but – he, he's still in a little bit of discomfort and the return to practice is going to be predicated upon when he's feeling healthy, when he's not feeling pain, when he's not feeling discomfort anymore. And at that point, even still, the Bengals might say, oh, we're going to keep you out a couple more days just to make sure or, or we're going to keep you out of teamwork. Maybe he'll do some you know, individual drills first, the way that T Higgins and Alex Kappa have gotten back involved. And so I agree with you. Wouldn't surprise me to see Joe Burrow held out a little bit longer, but nice to hear that he 
is back in the building. He's he's doing all the classroom work. He's in the team meetings. He's out there talking to the quarterbacks. He's getting the mental reps. And these things, you know, matter a little bit. It would obviously be preferable that he's getting all the reps that Brandon Allen is getting with the first team. Develop that chemistry with Ted Karras, the offensive line. Get those checks in that Joe Burrow is, is going to be checking at the line of scrimmage differently. And maybe this is too early in in training camp for this to even be happening. But Joe Burrow is going to be treating the offense and running the offense differently than Brandon Allen, as much as Brandon Allen is trying to emulate what Joe Burrow does. But he'll, he will be back soon. And I think that is you know, a good sign that he's at least back. As we discussed in our last episode, we thought maybe after the off day he would be back and seen at practice, even if he wasn't practicing. And compared to Kyler Murray, right? Kyler Murray just tested positive for COVID on Monday. He's going to miss five days. How different is it for Joe Burrow to miss, you know, he's missed, what, five days so far? Might miss a few more. Not not too dissimilar there. And I don't think it's the end of the world for either quarterback. No, it's not. And, and the, the thing is, is you just – you don't want to rush him back here, right? COVID of the two, Kyler's in a better situation than having surgery. Obviously, it goes without saying. There, I mean, these players have, right? Of course, so healthy and in shape. Like COVID's not really gotten to them much, uh, relatively speaking. COVID people don't freak out. I'm not downplaying it, by the way, um, but it's different than having surgery. COVID that be, people, <laughs> you know what I mean? People that are going to like be, you know, I just don't want you to freak out about it. My point is, is the NFL isn't testing, you know, rarely are they testing for COVID anymore. And part of it, I think, and the reason NFLPA agreed, what, why was that? Why is that the case? Is because a lot of these players got over it very, very quickly. So surgery is a little more serious than that. That's all I mean by that. Absolutely. Man, I got a backpedal, so I, you don't get people coming after me. Jake, look at you, just trying to get me in trouble. Um, that said, no, I think Joe's going to be fine. I think he's going to be 100% uh, when, when it's all said and done on September 11th. And that's all that matters, right? Can you be fully recovered 100% on September 11th? He can be, and I think he will be. And so if that's the case, man, sit his tail on a cart for another week. And, uh, you know, when he's ready to throw, you, you let that arm go and, and go from there. He'll get plenty of work in either way. I mentioned Alex Kappa earlier, mentioned T. Higgins as well. One of those guys back in action Ooh. in oh. some teamwork, maybe not all of it, but at least some of it on Monday. We'll get into some injury updates, some offensive line notes coming up next. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, well, you're depriving yourself out of one of the world's greatest joys. And I mean that. You all know how big I am into Built Bars, but Built Puffs, well, it's just a whole nother level. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light, chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and they're covered at 100% real chocolate. Throw in the fact that they're only 160 calories and have 15 grams of protein. And, well, damn it, you need to send some to Joe Burrow to help him recover because – Built Bars can do that and so much more, whether it's post-workout and you need a protein punch, whether it's midday and you're looking for a healthier snack, Built Bars have you covered right now. So don't delay. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 at Built.com for 15% off. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found 
Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Speaking of offensive linemen, and we're going to spend most of this segment focused on the Bengals offensive line and what was happening Mm -hmm. there. We'll touch on some other practice standouts, of course, as we get you caught up on Monday's practice, but really quick. How about this, James? The Bears going into trade talks around Tevin Jenkins, according to Ian Rappaport and Mike Garofalo. That's pretty yeah. interesting. Remember remember just a year ago, Tevin Jenkins, obvious pick. What are you doing? Now he's on the block. Jackson Carmen had to leave practice early today. Sounds like it was a minor injury-related concern, according to Mike Petralia, who talked to Jackson Carmen after practice, found out that it was... Uh, according to Carmen, a minor upper body issue. Doesn't sound like it's anything that should hold him out too long. But I just thought it was interesting. Tevin Jenkins mm-hmm. on the block uh, a year after almost every Look, Bengals fan was was sitting there in the second round saying, Tevin Jenkins, oh man, that would be so great. Look, sometimes and most of the time when someone falls in the draft and just plummets, there's a reason behind it. Sometimes it's size. Sometimes it's the measurables. You know, sometimes, or sometimes it's between the ears or it's injuries or it's, and, and that's the part when it comes to Tevin Jenkins is like, he fell for a reason. And the fact that the bears are willing to trade him after just a year when their offensive line is not a world beating offensive line. Maybe that's why the Bengals passed at 38. And even though on paper, it was like, yeah, I got to get him. Understand these NFL teams do their evaluations too, and they're not, you know, just looking at the the latest rankings. They're not listening, uh, or they they might be listening to Locked On Bengals, but they aren't taking it as gospel. Put it that way, they aren't taking it as gospel, and so that's the point. So yeah, the Tevin Jenkins thing, wow. But that's good news on Carmen. Yeah, just watching him when he came off, and they took his helmet. It didn't seem like anything too serious, and I actually, in a way, as long as it isn't serious, think it can be good in a way or beneficial long-term, not the injury itself. I don't mean that, but it forces the Bengals to use someone else with the first-team offense at left guard. Because me personally, I still think it should be a competition and needs to be a competition to a degree. And that doesn't mean Karma can't win it, but I want him to win it. And up until Monday, we hadn't seen anybody else play left guard with the first team. So I, I think that that's um, could be a blessing in disguise, assuming that Carmen is fine and can be back out there on Tuesday. I do think that for the Bengals coaching staff, they don't see it the same way necessarily. They see it as something that Carmen needs to earn, but he is getting every opportunity to do so. And like I think I mentioned last week, I think he'll continue to get every opportunity to do so, at least through that first preseason game. When mm-hmm. I expect that while some starters might not play, Alex Kappa probably won't play, for example. Ted Karras maybe plays a little bit. Jonah Williams maybe plays a little bit, but maybe those guys don't even play. But I think Jackson Carmen will play because Mm -hmm. he he hasn't straight up won the job. I think he's just 
the favorite for the job. You listen to the way Frank Pollock is talking about in this offseason. You look at the fact that he's getting all those first team reps. It, it just doesn't seem like that is something that is a serious competition right now, like we've seen in years past where there's been a much more concerted effort to rotate guys, like we've seen at right guard and right tackle behind Kappa and Collins as those guys get back from injury through a week of camp. We've seen a pretty clear rotation happening there, different guys getting opportunities every day. So while it's certainly great for Volson to get some extra reps, I think the way the Bengals see it right now, and if they see it this way, I'm inclined to agree with this idea, is that so so if they see it in the way that Jackson Carmen, it's his job to lose, right? He would need to something would need to go very poorly, or something would have to go really well for Volson or or Denergy or something for someone else to win that job. I, I think that that being the case, getting Carmen as many reps with the first team as possible is a good thing. But you know, it's always great for for young guys to get those reps. So in that sense. It's nice for Volson to get some reps at another spot because he might be the swing backup guard. He might be backing up a couple positions. I, I also noticed that Hakeem Adeniji was the first off the bench on some team plays when Kappa wasn't in, but it is also worth noting that Kappa was back for some teamwork. Uh, some of the 11-on-11 stuff on Monday did feature Alex Kappa at right guard, and the only clip I saw where I could clearly see who was at right tackle was Deontay Smith at right tackle today. So he and Isaiah Prince have both been working at right tackle, but hopefully Carmen is okay because if it's his job to lose and he's essentially something would have to go really wrong for him to not be the starter on September 11th and week one against Pittsburgh, then you hope he stays healthy throughout camp and gets as many reps as possible to continue to improve as he's reportedly in better shape than he was last year. So now it's really, you know, crystallizing the offseason work that he's done and trying to get better on the field. Yeah, I mean, I, I still think he needs to obviously play well in the preseason for him absolutely, to get that, absolutely. Know? I mean, that's that, that's the part. Um, that being said, if Cordell Volson, a fourth round rookie out of North Dakota State, can be a swing guard for you and be the first right guard or left guard off the bench if you need him to be, and I'm not saying he will be that, but I think the door is open for that. Let's just say he doesn't start. I think that that's really encouraging. <laughs> you know, if, if he shows that much, that, that he can do that and, and plays well. And I didn't think he looked bad in, in the reps that I saw of him playing left guard. And he's obviously gotten first-team reps at right guard. So uh, overall, I, I think it's it's good. Now, the, the best news of the day is Alex Kappa, uh, outside of Joe Burrow, of course. Alex Kappa getting on the field, that's awesome. Why? Well, of all these guys, and I get it, Lyle Collins gets a lot of love. Kappa makes more money. Kappa's got longer money, all right, right? And so that's he was their first addition, 1201, legal tampering period. Boom, Alex Kappa's a Bengal with that hair and the backwards cap. And uh, look, the Bengals happy that he wasn't wearing a backwards cap on Monday and that he could not only wear the helmet but actually participate in some team drills. So it was a, uh, a good sight. And uh, who knows, maybe T. Higgins is next. Wouldn't be shocking, by the way, if they just hold out T. Higgins until Burrow gets back. Why? You know, why Why not? I, he looks great, by the way. T. Higgins looks really good uh, in, in, you know, individual stuff. 
Uh, I think eventually, you know, at some point this week, we could see him do a, a little bit of team reps just to get that win back a little bit more um, and, and start building there. But uh, overall, some some good injury news outside of Lyle Collins. Nothing bad for him, but for, for Lyle Collins, and it, 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 we still don't know. It's just kind of day-to-day. And uh, the fact that Jackson Carmen's injury is minor is uh, a good thing. It felt minor in the in the heat of things, and so I'm glad that appeared to be the case and was the case. The other small injury update from Monday was Trey Flowers did not practice after he was seen in a dime package covering Hayden Hurst in the seven-on-seven drill on Saturday. Get back together Saturday. So hopefully Trey Flowers is okay. I think he will continue to have a very well-defined role for this team and is probably one of your backup outside corners. So hopefully Trey Flowers gets well as corner depth behind the guys that you you would expect to make the team is, is for now a little bit thin. But maybe Jesse Bates comes back and they do what they talked about doing and Dax Hill gets some looks at outside corner or at least at slot corner as well. It's something that has been discussed certainly by the Bengals coaching staff uh, publicly with media. And so Jesse Bates, the the final player after Orlando Brown signed his franchise tag to not sign his franchise tag. And we'll see if that happens anytime soon has been all quiet on the Bates front. James, plenty more to talk about when we're reviewing Monday's practice. Jamar Chase having a very different experience in training camp this year. The way that uh, Frank Pollock talked about Jackson Carmen having a night and day camp experience in terms of being in shape, you could say the same for Jamar Chase in terms of the drop issues that were magnified and really discussed last year in training camp. We'll talk about other standouts for Monday's practice to wrap up coming up next. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Yeah, I think the big thing for, for Chase and what's really stood out this this training camp for Jamar is his consistency, Jake. Every single day, this dude is making a play or two where you're like, oh, Beat Eli Apple. Beat Eli Apple again. And it's not just Eli Apple, by the way. I know I've been a little mean to Eli. Not really, but kind of. Um, climbed the ladder, jumped over Chidobe Awuzie, and took the ball away from him where he just high-pointed it, grabbed it. It's my ball, not yours. Cheeto had great coverage. Uh, but Jamar Chase made it an even better catch uh, over Cheeto. So, look, he looks – as explosive as I've seen him, he's in great shape. We've talked about that. He was doing all the track work and stuff. He just looks smooth. He looks like he's running better routes. 
and he's consistently making plays. I was thinking about it today. He's had some drops like in, you know, when Drew Plitt's throwing him the ball or, you know, they're going through drills and stuff. But in team in team stuff, seven on seven, 11 on 11, I do not recall. Now we're five practices in seeing a drop. I may have missed one. Maybe I maybe there was one somewhere. And he's had drops, like I said, in individual periods, things like that. Which happens. T. Higgins had a drop today in the individual period. It's not a big deal. Mike Thomas did, and he was not happy about it. Um, but in team stuff, haven't seen Jamar drop a pass. And so we know he's special. Record setter, all of those things. But if he's going to be consistent like this, now we're talking about him reaching another level. And I know he's we know he's special. Goes without saying. But it's really hard for special guys to always be special even in practice and it feels like he's getting to that level which is really good for the Bengals and and scary for everybody else yeah and we've talked about some of the small aspects of his game you would expect to improve for a guy we've said it countless times at this point 21 years old dominated the NFL had a little bit of a lull in the middle of the season generally speaking dominated the NFL Got the best of Jalen Ramsey a few times, and that was a good matchup. Two really good players there. Jalen Ramsey got the best of him a few times in the Super Bowl as well. But it's pretty well documented that Jamar Chase had some pretty big plays down the stretch in the Super Bowl, in the playoffs, throughout the season to get the Bengals in a position where they can make that Super Bowl run. He did that at 21 after not playing for a year. So now he has an offseason to refine his craft. He's had a year at the highest level of playing football, had some extra experience with those extra playoff games and continues to work really hard. Has that work ethic like Joe Burrow to be the best of what he does, has that drive to be the best of what he does is somewhere between AJ Green and Chad Johnson in terms of showiness is not quite as quiet and humble and workmanlike as AJ, but possesses many of those traits is not quite as showy as Chad, but has that confidence and has a lot of those physical tools that both of those players had. So, and he's improved than both of them because he's on Absolutely. that built bar diet. He's on that built bar diet. And if you right. if you combine Chad Johnson's playing day days legs, his legs from his playing days, and AJ's, you would get most of Jamar's. Most of them. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the, the, so that that's all true. Plus the mental aspect we talked about, understanding where he should be going in in some option routes a little bit better. T. Higgins coming along in this respect as well. The entire offense having more time together in the same system. And the route running improvements, which to me have been obvious in a few of the clips that we've seen. Just more efficient movement in and out of breaks. And with the success he's had, given, you know, it's training camp, they're not in pads, maybe, you know, whatever, whatever caveats we want to throw out there, he's been impressive so far. And that is backing up the idea that we've all had the whole time that he should be better this year. And mm-hmm. that should be pretty scary for opposing defensive coordinators. It should. And and that's the part, you know, if he's consistent day in, day out, he's he's going to be better. And so that was really, really good to see. I, one quick note before I forget, um, Brandon Allen did throw an interception early in 11s. Akeem Davis Gaither, nice play. Uh, on the ball, and uh, I'll post a clip of that as well at, at some point. I know I have it somewhere uh, on my phone. So, yeah, Akeem Davis Gaither, it was good to see him out there. You're looking for him. Speaking of steps, you want to see him take a step this year. Yeah. And so it was nice to, to see him get an interception in practice. Was 
Was that with the ones? It was. Was was it a three linebacker look? Do you recall, or was it was he out there mm. with Logan Wilson maybe in a nickel package? I could look real quick, but I'm not sure. To be gonna honest, gonna try to you. gonna try to dig up the video. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if I can do it in time. We'll see if you can do it in time. So we've we've talked offensive line. We've talked Jamar Chase. Tyler Boyd had a few nice catches from from what I saw. He and, did, and was also talked to the media before practice. Revealed to the media that Joe Burrow was in the building on Friday. That's good stuff. You you love to hear that. One clip I saw had Hakeem Adenogy working at right guard. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier. I think I did when Alex Kappa wasn't on the field. It was Adenogy getting right guard reps today. And maybe that's because Volson was a left guard at that point. Couldn't see the it, left side of the line. It looks like it was two linebackers, Hakeem uh, Davis Gaither and Jermaine Pratt. And Jermaine Pratt. So Logan Wilson just not in with the team yeah. at this yeah. point. Yeah. That makes all the sense in the world. So he, Logan Wilson like Kappa and Higgins is another guy we should be watching for return to team drills. Yeah. And, and he did. Yeah. He hasn't been in, in team drills at all. We haven't really talked about that. Have we? He hasn't no. been. Looks good by the way. Uh, we did. We did. Uh, when we talked about field goals, he was in on that team part portion uh, uh, last week, like mid mid week, which is honestly ages ago when it comes to, yeah. to training camp. So oh, yeah, there's that. Trey Hendrickson also back at practice, talked to the media today, I think for the first time at least Correct. that i've seen quoted discussed being away from the team during otas doesn't sound like really much to talk about there was spending time with his family with his wife and was in communication with the team during that time also said he hasn't watched the super bowl james he said maybe in five or ten years that was a fun question you asked yeah it's uh, I, I don't blame him i don't think there's a real route to go there uh with that um, he also mentioned, and we don't have to dive into to all of it. There's plenty of places, but he also mentioned that he was like, yeah, look, I'm going to have to be ready to go. Cause we also have to face Deshaun Watson twice now with him, uh, potentially only getting suspended six games. Trey brought it up. Like as, as hard as the, the schedule is going to be and everything like that, he's like, we're going to face them in Cleveland and, and have to deal with him in Cleveland and ready or not. It, it looks like Halloween. It could be Watson versus Burrow with, uh, AFC North division implications on the line for sure. Two teams that are trying to win the division. It could be. We'll, we'll see what happens here. I think that this book is not closed. Judge Sue Robinson did issue her ruling and, and a 15-page conclusion outlining the reasons for her decisions and, and what she found in the Deshaun Watson case. She established that and, and wrote that this is the most egregious pattern of conduct ever reviewed by the NFL. She wrote that Deshaun Watson, there was sufficient evidence that the NFL provided to prove that he sexually assaulted four women and posed a genuine danger to those people. She also spent a lot of time distinguishing between nonviolent sexual misconduct and violent sexual assault, which is apparently something the NFL has done in the past. And in doing so, this is part of her justification for why she landed on a six-game recommended suspension. For one, precedent doesn't really exist for this sort of thing. And second, she wrote that she believes the NFL is now, for the first time, treating nonviolent sexual misconduct with a greater degree of import than in the past, with a greater degree of import as compared with 
sexual assault, violent sexual assault, whatever that distinction is, because I'm not sure I really see a distinction there. Regardless, six games is the current suspension. The NFLPA said on Sunday they would not be not be appealing the suspension and encourage the commissioner's office, encourage the NFL to also accept Sue Robinson's decision. We'll see what happens here. I think that the court of public opinion does certainly matter. Robinson wrote as much in her 15-page conclusion talking about the NFL not having the rules in place to give the tools to do a more significant suspension. But you compare it to Jameis Winston's three-game suspension. You compare it to Ray Rice, Ben Roethlisberger, to other sorts of infractions of the conduct policy. And if the conclusion was that the NFL provided sufficient evidence for the judge to decide that they proved that Watson committed the infractions that he was accused of, we'll, we'll see if the NFL is content with a six-game suspension because the NFL wanted an indefinite suspension of at least one year. It was reported multiple times throughout this process, and the NFL now has affirmed by this judge's decision that the things they claimed were, were they had enough evidence essentially that it was proven in this judge's decision. So we'll see. The NFL can still appeal. They are reviewing, according to their statement, the results of this case, and we'll see what happens from there. But if nothing happens, Deshaun Watson will indeed be back in his first game in Cleveland. will be hosting the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday Night Football on Halloween. Yeah, I, as of now, if I had to lean one way or the other, I think that he'll be hosting, and the, the Browns will be hosting the Bengals, and it'll be Watson versus Burrow on Monday Night Football. You know, you never know, but this was all legally bargained, uh, you know, th- during the, uh, the last CBA, and the whole point of it was to take it out of Goodell's hands. In yeah, it, it, he does still have the final say, but the first major thing that comes up if, if you say, ah, we're going to go against the, this neutral party that we're bringing in, what, what does that say to the NFLPA? Or do we go right back to the, the negotiating table? What happens there? So I, I just wonder what the ripple effect would be. So it's, it's going uh, to be interesting. But one thing is pretty certain. I think Deshaun Watson's going to suit up for the Browns this year and maybe for more than half the season. It could certainly be the case. I think that the book is still out here. I am not as convinced. Maybe you're right. I, I mean, I acknowledge that that certainly could be the case. The NFL could not want to step in it. They could want to go with this third party. That's why they brought the third party in, as you said. But the third party, in their opinion, could be that she ruled in their favor and didn't take the punishment they agreed to because the NFL hasn't provided that precedent. So Roger Goodell has to decide, what should the precedent be? And that is potentially something that he'll be weighing after this decision. And we'll see what happens if Deshaun Watson faces the Bengals twice as it currently appears, or if that changes. But for now, the Bengals strength of schedule has gotten harder. If you assume that Deshaun Watson wouldn't be playing in, in that Monday night football contest, which many strength of schedule, advanced strength of schedule adjusters, such as football outsiders and other analytics folks have assumed to this point, the strength of schedule for the Bengals has increased. And, and Trey Hendrickson acknowledging that on Monday. 
The Bengals practice again on Tuesday. We'll have your updates from the Bengals' first padded practice of 2022's training camp coming your way afterwards tomorrow. Until then, Bengals fans, thanks for listening to the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Today, and have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.